It's your boy Dre Says, and welcome, welcome back to the Dre Says Podcast. We are on episode 16 of the Dre Says Podcast, y'all. This is a special podcast. Um, This one is special because it is the last one of 2020. This is the last one of this crazy-ass fucking year we've had, and we are about to hit 2021. So I'm going to do this episode a little bit different. What we're going to do is we're going to run through each episode that I've done so far, so 1 through 15, um, and I'm just basically going to recap what has changed for me since that episode, um, what that episode means to me and, and what I've learned from it or what I've, I've grown after doing so. Um, if y'all didn't know when I first started this, it was more, and it still is, it's, it's more of like a therapy for me. So I come on here, I talk to y'all, I speak about my life, um, and the things that I believe in, and it helps me essentially, take a big sigh of relief because I've gotten it out because I've talked about it because people know where I stand with things because I've given my, my heart and soul into this. Um, and, and hearing the feedback from y'all just makes it even better. Um, so, um, I've said it on other platforms going into 2021. I'm going to have more guests on the show. Um, there's still going to be the one-on-one episodes, but I'm going to have more guests. So what I want to do is I want to go back through, um, the majority of these one-on-one episodes um, and just speak to y'all where I was coming from at that point in my life and how I am now compared to then. So my first episode was seven months ago, y'all. My first episode was in May. It was episode one, um, Male Insecurities. <sighs> that was a tough one. That was the episode where... Depending on how I felt afterwards, um, depending on the the reviews I got from it, it was going to either catalyst, be the catalyst of this or the death of it, to be honest with you. Um, I recorded that after getting off of a Zoom call with all my cousins. So mind you, we're uh, three months into the pandemic at this point. Everybody's at home. My cousins wanted to set up a call. We set up a call. Um, I was wearing this exact same shirt. Um, and as soon as we got off of it, I was looking into my camera like I am right now from the zoom call. I had my backdrop behind me. Um, and I said, you know what, if I'm going to do it now is when I'm going to do it. Um, and the first topic that I came up with was male insecurities. Uh, how am I dealing with my male insecurities? They're still a thing. They're still a very big thing in my life, but I've gotten better at them. Um, I've realized that the traits that I've picked up from my father are not going to be used as a crutch anymore. That's not going to explain the reason why I act certain ways that I do. Um, The things that I've picked up from my grandfather are not going to be the reason why that I am the way that I am. Uh, Dre is going to take accountability for who Dre is as a man and not from what I've learned from those who are no longer with us. Or even those male role models who are still here in my life. Um, A lot of the reasons why I don't have children now are because of those male insecurities. uh, And I'm fighting through those still. Uh, 
And the feedback that I got on that episode helped a lot, to be honest with you. Um, I've had more men now that are my friends want to talk in an open forum to me about things than I ever had before that episode. So episode one to me was a huge success. Um, as you can tell, we're 16 episodes in now, um, and I didn't stop since I started. Every other week, y'all get an episode from me because of that episode. Um, it's just crazy because I would have never thought in a million years I would have told y'all half of the shit I did on that first episode. <laughs> I thought I was going to get in front of this microphone, crack a few jokes, talk some shit, and that was going to be it. But that episode, boy, that was that was one of the best. I'll never I'll never be able to recreate that, to be honest with you. All right, episode 2. Episode 2, I'm tired. Um <clears throat> I ain't gonna front, yeah. I'm still tired of the same shit. Uh I'm still tired that we're still going through this shit. It's escalated since then. Um Six months ago was when I recorded that one. Um, and it's gotten worse. Um, there has been some movement. Don't get me wrong. There's been a lot of improvement, um, but not enough. Not enough. Yes, we got Donald Trump out of office. But these racist motherfuckers still think it's okay to voice their opinion on stupid shit. Um there's some things in that episode I wish I would have touched on uh, that I didn't. Uh, listen, uh, my, my people of color, African-Americans, all my brown people in this country, go get your pistol permits. If you don't want to get a pistol permit and you don't want to carry all the time, um, go get you an at-home firearm. If they do it, we should as well. It's a right for all of us. So make sure you do that. You don't want to be on the other end of that and not be prepared. I promise you. So, um, am I tired? Yeah, I'm still fucking tired, y'all. I'm still tired of seeing people get killed for no reason. Um, like a week ago, I just saw a video, another video, man getting killed in a fucking grocery store by cops. Like, this shit still don't make no sense to me. I don't think anybody's going to ever be able to prove me wrong. This shit still makes no fucking sense. No sense. Daniel Pruitt here in Rochester. Motherfuckers aren't going to be in charge for that either. Hell yeah, I'm still tired. That hasn't changed. <sighs> Episode three was my birthday. That was a dope episode. I thank everybody who came through for that episode. I appreciate the fuck out of y'all. Um, besides this being one of the few birthdays where I actually stood home, uh, stood in the city that I live in. I didn't travel because of quarantine and because of Corona and the pandemic. Um, this is one of my best birthdays, to be honest with you. To see that many people actually uh, send me a message and like have questions for me or have comments about me. Um, and take part in this was fucking dope. I appreciate the hell out of all of y'all. That was awesome. That was great. Um, this birthday coming up, if the world goes back to some sort of normalcy um, and I can travel, I'll still do a podcast. Um, it's just not going to be at home. Maybe I'll be able to do it with everybody like that. If I can go to everybody's house or wherever they're at and record an, a, a little snippet with them, that would be amazing. Um, but that was an awesome birthday. For it to be my 37th, that was fucking great. 
I appreciate all y'all. That's a way. That's how you know you got real people in your life when they pull together to do something like that through all of this shit. Like that's that's love, and I appreciate the hell out of it. Um, episode four. <laughs> oh, episode four. I need more than one. Episode four was an interesting one because I have people that are still catching up on my episodes. They haven't, and they keep it a buck with me. They haven't been watching every other week as they come out. So they're catching up on it and they never have heard me talk about this. So I'm still getting messages. I feel like on an every other day basis, I get a message like, yo, is this real? Is this why I haven't seen you in a relationship? No, no, no. Listen. I'm not totally against monogamy. I'm going to say that right now. I'm not. It just hasn't always worked out for me. And it's not like I needed to slide off with another chick or I was a cheater or anything like that. It just never fulfilled me as much as dating multiple people. So that's what I'm dealing with when when it comes to that. I need more than one. I'm not saying it because I want to be in these streets. I'm not saying it because I feel like I'm a motherfucking, like I'm the motherfucking man and I can pull any chick I want. Nope. That's not what it is. It's about my happiness. It's about their happiness because it's not just for me. It's about what makes all of us feel whole and happy. And that's what I Need More Than One was about. Has my views changed on that? Slightly. I can see um, with the things that I went through with my health this year and, um, just as I'm getting older, I got my nieces and nephew asking me questions like, well, are you going to ever have kids? And you know what I mean? Like when, when's the next time you're going to be an actual, you're going to have a girlfriend that you could bring around like it, it hits. I'm not going to lie. It hits. And I'd be like, fuck, maybe I should rethink things. But then I have to think about it. Who's dealing with this long term? I am. Is there anyone that I would want to be with? Sure. There's a couple where I'm like, yeah, I could see myself being in a relationship with you. But at this point right now, no one's showing me that same energy. Um, And the multiple people that I have dated in the past have shown me that energy. So I'm not going to stress myself out trying to be monogamous with one person. When there's one or two or three that hold my attention and love my time and respect my time and love my energy as I do theirs. I'm going to do what makes me and the people that I'm with happy. Will there ever be somebody that will make me want to be monogamous with one person? I'm sure. I'm sure that person's out there. Have I found them yet? Nope. They haven't shown me that energy yet. Anyways, <laughs> uh, episode five, I am a cancer man and proud of it. Hell yeah, I'm a cancer man and proud of it. And I'm still fucking proud of it. I'm so sick of this shit, this narrative that cancer men are fucking toxic. No, we are not toxic. Y'all just don't know how to appreciate us. <laughs> I'm going to say that right now. You don't understand since this episode, there's been so many people that are like, you're a cancer. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, this makes sense. Uh, I'm not a huge believer in science, to be honest with you. I've read up on it. Some of the shit is true about cancer men. But also, I feel like when you read it on stuff like that, you could just find a way that it it fits you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'll fit your narrative no matter how you read it. You know what I'm saying? So, 
yes, I'm still a cancer man, obviously. And yes, I'm still fucking proud of it. And y'all are going to find out one day that we are the greatest men to have in your fucking life. It'll take a little work, but ain't nobody going to be better. I'll leave that at that. Number six. What does that even mean? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that was that was a good episode. Um, that was a good episode because I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> like what? Like where do y'all get this narrative that that men like myself only date outside of his race? That's bullshit. It's total other bull utter bullshit. The crazy part about it is, I, I know I talked about it on Instagram real quick, but um, I think like a week ago or so, I'm in fucking CVS. And a girl from high school walks up to me and was like, oh, how you doing? Da, 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 da. Like, oh, I'm good. She's like, oh, are you married? I said, no. Do you have kids? I said, no. She's like, oh, I thought you would have been married with a bunch of mixed babies. Like, what the fuck? What gives you the right? And who cares, to be honest with you? Why is this such an issue? Why is this such a problem? Because I'm going to keep it a buck with you. Yes. Are there women outside of my race that are checking for me? Fuck Yes. More so than the ones that are in my race, to be honest with you. It is what it is. Y'all should be more concerned with how I treat women and how they treat me rather than what their race is. Because to be honest with you, race don't mean shit. Race doesn't mean shit. You rather me be with a person um, of the same ethnicity as me and be unhappy? Come on now. And to say that I don't, you know, y'all be making it seem like I don't love black women. The fuck out of here. I love black women. I protect black women. I strive off of the energy of black women. As they do, hopefully, from me. But I still don't get it. I still don't know what the fuck that means. I bet you only date white girls. Get the fuck out of here. Anyways, <laughs> let me not get upset about that topic again. Episode seven, y'all. Episode seven was dope, man. Mark's kids. Um, me and my sisters, uh, me and Rochelle have always been close. We, I mean, it was just us growing up. Um, my younger sister, Erica, lives down in Atlanta. She um, grew up most of her life down there um, since she was like in single digits. I don't know. I think four or five. Um, this was dope because we just all became close again in the last couple of years. Um, and it's crazy because something had been missing. Like me and Rochelle were always cool. Um, we always watched out for each other because again, it was just us, but we were never super close. And I honestly feel like after becoming closer with Erica, it actually brought me and Rochelle closer. Um, now I talk to, yeah, I mean, I talk to Rochelle probably, if not every day, every other day, um, Erica, me and her are very much alike. So we don't reach out until it's too late, but we've been trying to get better at least once a week. Now, if we don't shoot a text, we make a phone call, um, just to try to keep up with each other. Um, and I'm working on them. It's so crazy. Cause they're so much alike. They're more alike than me and Erica are. Me and Erica are very much alike as far as our space and time, but like as human beings, Rochelle and Erica are literally like the same person. Um, so I have to be like, yo, if you don't call your sister to both of them, they'd be like, oh, you're right. But it, 
when they talking to each other, it's like they literally talking to themselves. So I, I understand it. I get it. But no, this was a dope episode because we've never really sat. We maybe sat and talked about dad and like our opinions on him maybe once um, before that conversation. So that conversation was cool. And that was cool to share with everybody so they could see the dynamic um, between me and my sisters. So maybe a lot of, a lot of females that told me too, yo, this gives me a little bit of insight about you because like, I, this is what I grew up with. These are my sisters. Like I don't, I didn't have a blood brother, you know what I mean? Like, so I didn't have that, that manly older brother or anything. I was a middle child, uh, with two sisters. Um, so it was pretty cool to do. And it's cool. It's cool to get the feedback from people on that too. Um, it's definitely, we've been even closer since that episode. So, um, yeah, that was that was a good one. I think my dad was very proud of that episode. Uh, episode eight, fear. Fear's a motherfucker, man. Fear is a motherfucker. That episode, that episode came on a real whim. Like a lot of these come on a whim. I normally sit down on Saturdays and I just start going at it. Um, but that episode really came on a whim. Uh, I think that was the first episode where I was like, "Damn, I don't know what I'm gonna talk about tonight." Um. And then I started having fears of like, fuck, am I going to be able to get this episode out? Am I going to miss an episode? I can't miss an episode. I never want to miss an episode. Um, and and I was like scared, like literally scared. Like, is this going to derail my progress with this podcast? And that's where the fear part came in. I started thinking about it and the things that I was afraid of in life and what's holding me back from certain things. Um I will say this, since that episode, my fear level, especially when it comes to these, is very low. Um, I'm more open to to recording and talking about anything and everything since that episode. Um, fears in life have changed. <laughs> I still have them. They're still, fears are valid to have. If you didn't have fear in anything, um, you would you would live a very weird life. I haven't met anybody to this date that doesn't have some sort of fear in their life. Um, I don't know if I want to live a life without fear. I don't want to know if I want to live a life where I'm not concerned about something. You know what I mean? Like those are valid things to have in your life. If you don't, I mean, I feel like you might be actually a psychopath if you don't have some sort of fear in your life. Uh, so for me, this, that was a that was a, a, a pivotal point in this podcast. That was a, if I didn't drop an uh, episode that night, I would have probably not dropped another one, to be honest with you. I would have gotten to a point where I felt like I was stuck, even though I probably wasn't. But I would have let that fear control me, and I probably wouldn't have dropped another episode, to be real. Episode 9. <laughs> so Episode nine's a long-running joke. Uh, episode 9 was a strong, independent man. Episode 9 is a long, long-running joke. Um, for over At least over the last like two years, where I would just always put shit on Instagram like I'm a strong independent man. You can't I don't need help from nobody. Uh because I got tired of hearing that from women. Uh some women did not appreciate this episode at all. They were like, that's not funny. You don't understand what women had to go through. No, I really do though. Like I again, I don't like to talk about things without doing my research. I wasn't downplaying y'all by saying that. I was just letting y'all know that just because we're men doesn't mean that we shouldn't get credit for being strong and independent as well because there's a lot of men that are sleeping on y'all fucking couches that are eating up y'all food eating up your babies motherfucking snacks you know what i'm saying that's not doing what they're supposed to do as men 
So I wanted to celebrate the men that are doing what they were supposed to do as men. It was no shout at y'all. I wasn't trying to take that on y'all. I was just saying, yes, kudos to you for being a strong, independent woman. But please don't, please don't forget the strong, independent man that doesn't need you to take care of him like you're his mother. That's it. That's all it was about. And some people took that the wrong way. It is what it is. <laughs> um, Episode 10. Episode 10, that, that was a dope episode. That was me and Terrell. That was me and Terrell. So these were things that we had never talked about with each other. Because when we normally talk, we talk in either business or just shit that happened out throughout the day. Because uh, for the most part, we know almost everything about each other. We done been friends for over shit. Almost 20 years now. Close friends for almost 15, 20 years. Uh, we've been running a business together for 10. Like <clears throat> There was not a lot of shit that we didn't know. We touched on some subjects that I've never asked him uh, as my bro. Um, as the homie, I never asked him, especially about like, how does he feel about explaining what's going on in the world right now to his kids? Um, anything that he felt that that I do that irks him, shit like that. So, um, that was cool. That was a great episode. Um, me and him, I mean, we always talk, so there's not, it was going to be a fluid episode. It was going to be easy. Um, but we touched on points that I didn't think we were going to touch on, to be honest with you. And it, it was cool to see each other's side of it. Um, I had honestly thought I probably stepped out of line a couple times before that, but he was he was cool with it. He just gets frustrated with me being the way that I am <laughs> as far as always questioning what he wants to do. Um, but that's just me being me. Um, that was that was one of my best episodes as well. That was number 10. That was a big milestone episode as well. Um, episode 11 was... Owning up to your shit. <laughs> and that's the thing that most people don't do. Um, some people just don't own up to their shit. I, myself, I like to feel like I do. Like, I'll own up to my shit no matter what it is, no matter what I did. Even if good, bad, or indifferent, I'm going to own up to my shit. And I feel like some people don't. Some people like to pass the buck along. Some people will tell you one side of the story, not the other. And that shit is frustrating as fuck. I'm not the person that's going to do that. I'll tell you straight to your face, like, yeah, I fucked up. I've, none of that's changed for me. Since since that episode, since before it, going on in life, I will always be the person to be like, you know what, I fucked up. When I was younger, I didn't own up to my shit. I used to always try to figure out a way around it and not own up to it. And as I got older, I realized, like, nope, Dre, if you just own up to this motherfucker, you can get past the problem very quickly and you might learn something as well. So episode 11 was pretty dope. I just touched on something really quick because that was frustrating me that week. To keep it a buck with you, uh, the thing that had got under my skin that made me talk about that um, had to do around this pendant here. Um, I had to end up getting it from somewhere else because the original person fucked up and didn't do what I asked them to do. Um, it had me holding on for five fucking months, holding my money and not getting my shit done. Um, and they didn't want to own up to their problem. Um I've since got my money back. Don't do business with them no more. But even when I went to go pick up my bread, they was not owning up to what they fucked up on. So owning up to your shit, that was a personal one at that point. I was fired up when I recorded that episode and I held it together. I didn't go too crazy on it. <laughs> uh, so I still own up to my shit. I still expect everyone that I know to own up to their shit. People I do business with, you really need to own up to your shit because I'm not going to deal with the bullshit, y'all. Uh, episode 12. <laughs> Fat boy 101. Listen. 
people took offense to that fucking episode. I couldn't believe it. Like, I was getting little messages like, <clears throat> who, who are you to talk about this shit? Like, yeah, just because you're a big boy doesn't mean that we need to follow what you were saying. I didn't say you did. You're a grown-ass man, bro. I was just giving you advice. I was just telling you, like, maybe if you take heed to this advice, you wouldn't have some of the problems that you're having. I think very highly of myself. If you don't know that by now, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. I think I'm a pretty fly, fat motherfucker out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if I can give you a little bit of advice to help you, you know what I mean, curve that shit. Some people are very insecure about their weight. They're not comfortable with themselves. They don't have that self-esteem that they need. If I can broadcast that and tell people about it and they actually take heed to it, then fuck it, I've done my job. I've done what I set out to do. I didn't mean any harm by it. I didn't wasn't making fun of nobody for being fat. Hell no. Nah. If you fat, be fat. Own up to the shit and be happy about it. But this is... These are just little things that I felt like I could share that might help people out. So I ain't mean no harm by it. Um, I still live by the fat boy one-on-one rules. I have to check myself sometimes and get my get my thing back. You know what I mean? Especially with this whole quarantine thing going on and, you know, the pandemic. Sometimes I catch myself slipping, not getting a cut and shit. Um, this week being it, I should have got a cut today, but I didn't. Um, but yeah, you know I mean, some people took it personally. I didn't mean no harm by it, though, yeah. Episode 13. Episode 13, the kids and Uncle Dre says, that this was awesome. This episode was supposed to happen around, like, episode 8, to be honest with you. Um, I think that's why episode 8 was fears, because uh, I think, and I think that's the reason why I didn't figure out what I was going to write, because I had planned on bringing the kids on, and some shit happened where I had fucked up and didn't get the equipment that I needed over to them so that they could do their episode and all that good stuff. And I didn't set the time aside because you know, they're kids. They can't be recording at 12 AM. Like I do. Um, so I finally got them on, on episode 13 and it was everything I wanted it to be. Uh, my niece and nephew are literally the center of my universe. Um, I know sometimes I'm not the greatest uncle. That was part of episode one when it came to insecurities. Um, but I'm trying to do better. Um, they know if they need anything, they just call me. I'm there. I got them. If I got it, they got it. Um, and to see them, I mean, coming to their own as little, little, little adults. My niece is about to be 15. My nephew's about to be 11. Like this shit, this shit crazy, y'all. It's it's so crazy to see them grow up. My nephew's literally a little version of me. Um, my niece is just like my sister. Uh, and to see them interact with each other. It's just so crazy. We just did a FaceTime call um, for Christmas. And just watching them grow up has been amazing. Uh, that that was an awesome episode as well. <sighs> then we got into a kind of sad episode. Episode 14. Um, I fucked up. I truly fucked up (laughs) Um, that episode, even with the recording of it, like, I don't know if you could tell or not, but I just wasn't there a hundred percent mentally, physically, emotionally. I was just not in it. I was getting better at that time, but uh, there was a lot of things going on with my health that I wasn't taking care of. And I was trying to get back on track And as I get older, when I fall off track, getting back on track is not that simple. Um, 
and it was showing all through that episode. Now I go back and watch it like, yeah, I truly fucked up. But I'm back. I'm feeling better than ever. I'm not going to fuck up again. I'm getting too old. I don't bounce back like I used to. Um, so hopefully, <laughs> actually, I'm going to say that was the last I fucked up episode y'all are getting. I'm not doing that no more. And episode 15, this was only two weeks ago, The Bar. I've had some of the greatest conversations since this episode that I've had since these things have started. Um, So many people have so many different views on the standard and the bar that are set for men. I literally, literally changed my own fucking mind and opinion by the end of this, of the end of that episode. I literally went through, talked my whole way through, and talked myself out of my original opinion on where the bar should be set for men and women. Because it was so fucked up that men and women have two different standards and two different bars. The shit blew my mind. The shit that men get away with. Or that women are concerned about with men. I still have my views and my standards of when it comes to relationships and what women have to bring to the table. It's not as much as men. But as far as life goes... The bar for us is kind of set low, y'all. The expectation of it is kind of set low. And I think as humans, we have dropped the ball in that aspect. I think as humans, we allow the bar to be low for each side over the dumbest shit. We accept bullshit so the bar sets low. And we never push it back up. So as humans, we need to do that. Um, and last episode was the first time that I did the five questions at the end. So that was that was a new that was a new thing for the Dre Says podcast. So episode fifteen was pretty dope, and now we're at episode sixteen, and I just did a review of all of our episodes. Um, I'll say this. So I'll say this. This podcast has meant so much to me in a year that has put me through so much bullshit. I know there's so many people that are having it worse than I am. I'm very grateful and I'm very blessed and favored. Um. I'm blessed to still have a job. I'm blessed to still have my health, for my family to have their health, for my family to still have their jobs, homes. We haven't lost homes. We haven't lost cars. Um, We haven't really lost money like that. Like, I'm very, very thankful and blessed Um, for me to have the time to sit down and start this. Y'all see that little fruit fly? I can't stand these things. Sorry, y'all. For me to have the time to sit down and start this and talk and and connect with y'all is fucking amazing. Amazing. Um, so, 2020 fucking sucked. But out of the dirt, out of the concrete, uh, we rose through this motherfucker like a phoenix, bro. Um, I've seen some people become so much better human beings and better people, better better husbands, better wives, better sisters, better brothers, better kids, better parents. Um, Because in the face of adversity, we can't fucking quit, right? I see my people, African-Americans, pull together so strong through such a fucking hard period. This shit don't hold a candle to what our great-grandparents and our grandparents went through, but we fight in the way that we know how to fight. 
So, yes, there are certain things that I want to leave in 2020. I want to leave Corona in 2020. I want to leave doubt in 2020. I want to leave fucking racism and the bullshit injustice that we have to go through on a daily fucking basis in 2020. But I don't want to leave the way that we pulled together in 2020. I need that to go on in 2021. I don't want to leave my drive to do this and our clothing line and, and, and to progress in life in 2020. That needs to come with me. That's coming into 2021. I don't want to leave the connections that I've made with people that I haven't talked to in years that just FaceTime me or called me to be like, hey, how you doing? How are you going through this? Is everything okay? Do you need anything? I need that to go with me into 2021. I need the lessons that I learned after doing all these episodes, the insecurities that I put out there that I'm working through, the fears that I'm working through, that independence that I have that's grown even stronger. I need that to follow me into 2021. So yes, 2020 sucked. But there was so much growth in 2020 that I want to take with me into further into my life, into 2021, 22, 23, 24, and so on. I ain't mad at you, 2020. Yeah, you put me through some shit. But by the end of it, I was a better man. So I love y'all. Y'all have an amazing, amazing new year. Please be safe. Don't do nothing stupid. And I can't wait to see y'all in 2021. Day after day, I must face a world of strangers where I don't belong. I'm not that strong.